0: The kids put on a show over the weekend in Miami as the Braves got some great performances on the mound from some unexpected sources, while Vaughn Grissom and Michael Harris continue to get the job done. Also, we'll recap the week for our minor league prospects on the farm and set you up for the big series against the New York Mets this week as the Braves have another chance to get back in this division race and stay in the NLV East competition. All that on a Monday episode of Lockdown Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked on Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast, and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. On today's episode, we're going to recap the weekend and a great weekend it was in Miami. Give you our weekly minor league update as well from the prospects down on the farm, although a lot of them were up at the big league level this week. So not a lot really to update you on. And then we'll preview the big series coming up this week against the New York Mets. Well, let's start with that four-game series in Miami. And really this past week, the Atlanta Braves, after looking bad at New York and Citi Field, they really bounced back in a big way, winning all six games this past week. Two games over the Red Sox in the middle of the week, and then swept a four-game series against the Marlins with a doubleheader on Saturday. And, yes, those are both teams below 500. the Marlins struggling to score runs, but the Braves got to get it done, and they did. And now they've set themselves up with another opportunity going into this four-game set with the Mets to get back in the NL East race. But let's talk about the weekend. And, unfortunately, I want to start out talking about some key injury notes because the Braves were quite banged up over the weekend and really kind of limping into this week as well. Max Freed went on the concussion IL after his last start in City Field, where he hit the ground pretty hard. We talked about that on Friday. He did not pitch over the weekend, and right now he is not scheduled to pitch at all in this Mets series. It's a possibility he comes back and pitches that last game, but as of right now, we don't know when we'll see Max Freed again. Same for Kyle Wright, who's dealing with arm fatigue. Alex Antablos and the Braves had to shuffle the weekend rotation in Miami on the fly. But Kyle Wright dealing with arm fatigue, we don't know when he's going to be available to pitch to end. Again, you also had A. Ray Adrianza go on the IL. Speculation is that it's a COVID IL stint, but regardless, the Braves have lost their backup infielder at the moment. Travis Darneau, who the Braves were hoping would be back over the weekend in Miami, he set out all four of those games, but he is expected to be back on Monday and ready for the Mets series You also had Acuna leave the game on Saturday with some soreness in his surgically repaired knee, which obviously is always frightening when you hear that. However, he did come back into the game on Sunday. He pinch hit, was intentionally walked, and stayed in the field to play, which is huge when you're talking about that knee and the soreness in it and the severity of it. If Snicker was willing to put him back in the field a day after that, that tells me they feel pretty good and we're just being overly cautious by not starting him on Sunday. Now, some good injury news. Mike Soroka is set to begin a rehab assignment on Tuesday. I am so thrilled for Mike Soroka and can't wait to see how that goes, and hopefully we see him back in a Braves uniform at the big league level at some point this season. Look, I've been saying all year long before the season even started, don't count on Mike Soroka being a a big factor into this Braves season, but – just for him, would love to see him go through that rehab and be able to pitch again, you know, in some form this year for the Atlanta Braves, going to the offseason, feeling good about that. And then maybe, you know, we start talking about him more as a fixture in the Braves rotation next year. But either way, just glad to see that Mike Sirocco's, you know, finally taking that last big kind of step towards returning to the major leagues. I mentioned the rotation over the weekend and the Braves kind of having to shovel things around. They swept a four-game series over the Miami Marlins without Max Fried, without Charlie Morton, without Kyle Wright, and without Spencer Strider, their four best starters. And the Braves had to call up some young guys to to do that. You had Bryce Elder on Sunday, who was the best of them all, seven innings, three hits, three walks, one earned, and 10 strikeouts and 104 pitches. Just a great start from Bryce Elder. And, look, I've always loved Bryce Elder. I loved him at the beginning of the year. He just didn't have the command walking too many batters. I know he walked three in this one, but mostly just was not efficient. It wasn't like he was giving up a ton of runs early in the year. He just wasn't being efficient. He wasn't able to go deep into games, and that's why he was sent back down to work on that. He's been great at Gwinnett over the last month or so. Came up, had a big performance against the Marlins. Kyle Muller on Saturday, five innings, three hits, one walk, two earned, five strikeouts, just 73 pitches. Thought he was really good as well. His last start at the big league level for the Braves in Texas did not go well. And again, he has been fantastic at Gwinnett pretty much all year long. So good to see him come up and translate that at the big league level. And then Ian Anderson, six innings, five hits, one walk, two earned, four strikeouts, and 101 pitches in the nightcap on Saturday. A good outing for him. Rizi on Friday, four innings, eight hits, one walk, just two earned runs, two strikeouts, 87 pitches. Not that great, but overall, the starting pitching on the weekend 22 innings, 19 hits, six walks, seven earned runs, 21 strikeouts. That's a 286 ERA and a 114 whip. And again, you take Rizi out of there and just look at what Elder, Moeller, and Anderson did. And they were fantastic. They stepped up. Look, it's against a very bad Marlins offense, but. A lot of these guys have been struggling or somewhat unproven, and they were able to come up and get the job done. So I still think you have to give them a ton of credit for what they were able to do. And I think it just speaks to the depth of this Atlanta Braves starting rotation that we've been talking about all year long. You know, it really is that deep. They're seven, eight deep right now. Now, you wouldn't trust these guys necessarily in a postseason start or against the Mets or big teams, but they can come up and get you big league wins as they did over the weekend and that right there is just important in and of itself to be able to have that depth on the offensive side it was the kids continuing to get it done von grissom five games at the big league level he's seven for 18 with a double two home runs he scored six runs driven in four two walks to five strikeouts and a stolen base and it's just the level of maturity of the bass that you're seeing and I think case in point was the at-bat on Sunday in the ninth inning. He had an 11-pitch walk after falling behind one and two in the count, taking some tough pitches off the plate away to draw a walk. That's the type of patient. in a big spot as well. It was a tie game in the ninth inning, and he has an at-bat like that. He has just been truly incredible what he's done at the plate. And, oh, yeah, Michael Harris steps up in the, bottom, the top of the ninth and down by a run. In the first pitch of an inning against Tanner Scott, the Marlins closer, he takes it left center, about 400 feet, just absolutely crushes the baseball to tie it up. I mean, that kid in big moments just seems to always rise to the occasion. What he is doing, just truly incredible. And, you know, he had the great start when he came up in June, kind of slacked off a little bit in July. In August so far, he's slashing 3.57, 400, 667 with three homers, 11 runs, eight runs batted in, and two stolen bases while obviously playing gold glove caliber defense. He had five hits on the weekend, including a pair of home runs in a ballpark that's not easy to hit home runs in, and he hit two absolute shots in that series. And then again, a clutch home run in the ninth. And I throw William Contreras in here as well. I know he doesn't necessarily qualify for rookie status, still just 24 Years old, stepped up in Travis Darno's absence this week to play in a bunch of games, had a hit in all six games this past week, and had to go ahead hit on Sunday. And that ball up the middle that was able to score Vaughn Grissom from second base. Again, a great job handling the pitching staff. I talked about it for a while now. I think he has grown tremendously behind the plate, both receiving and calling a game. So kids getting it done all over the place. On a bad note, Kirby Yates, three appearances. He's yet to record more than an out. One of those is because he got an out to finish the inning, but last two appearances in Miami, not great. So, you know, he's still working his way back as well, but not somebody right now that you're going to count on in a big spot. Chadwick Trump had a game on Saturday, three for four. He had three runs batted in. Last hit comes on a bum leg. He drives one to left field to drive in a run. You love stories like this, Chadwick Trump, a guy who's been at AAA all year, been hitting and playing really well. You hear him, I've talked about him a lot of my minor league updates that I do. Been hitting the ball well there all year and just waiting for his turn. He got an opportunity and made the most of it. So love to see that. Matt Olson, he also, like William Contreras, has a hit in his last six games. Homeward three straight games in the series in Miami. So good to see Matt Olson with the power stroke. And then a final little bit of news, Braves call up left-handed pitcher Danny Young. Uh, Danny Young, who they uh, claimed off waivers from the Mariners back on August 6th, made his debut back in May for the Mariners, allowed seven hits, three runs, and two walks with five strikeouts in two and in three and two-thirds innings. Uh, but he's really had a big strikeout rate at AAA this year. He's had 44 strikeouts in 29 and two-thirds innings. So he'll be called up to give the Braves another arm out of the bullpen this week in their series against the mets all right next I want to give you my minor league update for the week talk about the top prospects some of the new drafts that, that are starting to pick things up and get going at the professional level as well we'll talk about that next as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business linkedin jobs makes it easier to grow your team linkedin jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job, the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so the network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So our weekly minor league update, I'll start by going over the top 10 prospects on my list. Granted, three of these guys were in the big leagues this week, so no real updates for Vaughn Grissom, Kyle Muller, or Bryce Elder, who enters the top 10 at number 10 this week. Uh, They were all at the big league level. But Jared Schuster, who I have number three on my top 10, four and two-thirds, five hits, three walks, two earned, four strikeouts. Not a great outing for him this past week, and he hasn't been – great since call, call, get, getting called up to Gwinnett. In three games there, he's pitched 15 and two-thirds innings, giving up 17 hits, five walks, eight earned runs, just 11 strikeouts, a 4 ERA, and a one whip. Freddie Tarnock, who I have behind him, he has been great since getting called up to Gwinnett. And this past week, he pitched five innings, gave up five hits, two, two walks, one earned, and six strikeouts. And in five starts at Gwinnett, he's pitched 26 and two-thirds innings, allowed just 18 hits with seven walks, six earned runs, 26 strikeouts. That's a 203 ERA and a 0.94 whip. A.J. smith Shalver did not pitch this last week. We mentioned last time uh, that he only pitched one inning in his last outing before coming out of the game. Haven't really heard an update on the injury status there, but did not pitch this past week. Darius Vines, who a lot of people were starting to think could get called up to start the Sunday game, he had his first start at Gwinnett, this past week, six innings, six hits, two walks, three earned, four strikeouts, so a solid start there. He, he had allowed just four earned runs in his last six starts at Mississippi, so certainly worthy of a call-up and worthy to be back as part of our top 10 prospects. Owen Murphy, the Braves' first-round pick out of the past draft. He made his professional debut at the FCL Rookie League. Two innings, one hit, no walks, no earned and four strikeouts, so very solid there. J.R. Ritchie made his same professional debut at the same level, two innings, one hit, no walks, no earned, and one strikeout. So solid work there from the Braves' first two picks in the last draft. Justin Henry Malloy, four for 20 this past week, two doubles, a homer, five runs batted in, eight walks to seven strikeouts. That's a 200, 429, 450 slash line. And then I mentioned Bryce Selder, Von Grissom, Kyle Muller, also part of the top 10. We're at the big league level this week. Going through some of the notable uh, performances from Braves prospects on the farm. Ed Gwinnett, Jacob Webb, three innings, no hits, no walks, no earned, five strikeouts, one save. Great to see that from Jacob Webb. I've mentioned it. I've always loved the arm. Uh, it's just the consistency and the injuries that have really uh, set him back in his professional career but hopefully we get to see Jacob Webb get it going at Mississippi Cody Milligan 11 for 26 that's a 423 average four doubles three walks five strikeouts a stolen base a 1060 OPS for Cody Milligan Javier Valdez seven for 20 one double two homers eight runs batted in four walks seven strikeouts Dylan Dodd five innings two hits two walks one earned, five Ks Alan Ringell, five innings, three hits, one walk, one earn, 5K. So some good performances there from the starting pitching at Mississippi. At Rome, Tyler Tolvey, eight for 22, two doubles, three homers, nine runs batted in, three walks, and four strikeouts this past week. That's a slash line of 364, 440, 864 for the former 17th round pick in 2021 out of Kennesaw State, a catcher. Who has had a really good season, slashing 264, 337 with nine homers, six stolen bases, and an 810 OPS. So, really kind of improving his stock for the Braves catching down on the farm, which they really do need. Uh, Caleb Durbin, he had six hits this past week, five of them doubles. So, a good week for Caleb Durbin. At Augusta, the Green Jackets, Ronaldo Alessandro, four innings, three hits, no walks, one earned, and seven strikeouts. Keyshawn Ogens, 9 for 21 with a home run. That's a 429, 500, 571 slash line. EJ Exposito, 7 for 19, a double, a homer, 368, 429, 579 slash line. And then for some recent picks who are starting to get more playing time and moving up levels, Drake Baldwin played three games at FCL Rookie League, was 3 for 8 with two doubles. He's played four games at single-A Augusta, He's 5-for-17 with five runs, two doubles, a walk, three Ks. That's a 294, 368, 412 slash line. Very limited sample size, but excited to, get to see some of these guys going. Braves' third overall pick in the last draft, Lake Burke Halter made his professional debut. Did not go as great as Owen Murphy and J.R. Uh, Richie, Just a third of an inning, three hits, one walk, two earned no strikeouts. Hate to see that. I thought Burke Halter was somebody – that could perhaps move pretty quickly through the system, being a collegiate pitcher, but not a great debut from him. Obviously, very small sample size with a lot of these guys. David McCabe, my favorite bat taken in the draft. He got called up to Augusta as well. Six for 19, two doubles, six runs batted in, two walks, six Ks. That's a 316, 364, 421 slash line. Played just two games at FCL Rookie League before that. Excited to see what David McCabe could do. It sounds like A really great bat, like I said. I think he could become the best bat in the Braves system probably by midseason next year, especially Von Grissom making his graduation. And then Ignacio Alvarez, the guy the Braves drafted that nobody knew anything about, little information on him. He's played 10 games at the FCL Rookie League, and he's slashing 360, 467, 560 with a triple, a homer, five walks, there's two strikeouts, and two stolen bases. So... That's a name to keep an eye on there because, again, nobody really knew anything about this guy. The Braves paid pretty good money to sign him. And so far, 10 games looking pretty good for the Atlanta Braves. So that's our minor league update of the week. If you have any questions or you want to add anybody to that top 10 list, let me know in the comments below. Uh, but hopefully that helps you keep stay informed on what's going on down on the Braves farm system. All right, next, want to preview the big series with the Mets this week. Braves, five and a half games back. Really have to make up some ground here this week if they're going to catch the Mets. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports and wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. BetOnline, where the game starts. There's no, there's no over-emphasizing the importance of this series this week for the Atlanta Braves against the New York Mets. The Braves have dug themselves in quite the hole in the NL East. And if they have any hope of digging themselves out and getting back and winning the division, it all starts on Monday. It all starts today. And they can't just split these series. They really have to, really have to sweep, but at the very least, win this series. You split this series, you get four more games off the calendar, off the schedule, and you make up no ground. You win this series and you pick up two games obviously you sweep the series and you're feeling really 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 good but the Braves are in a position now where they have to win these series they can't split them they have to win them and that's exactly the case and scenario that we have going into this week the Braves five and a half games back again you win the series you come out of it three and a half back still you know a surmountable uh lead to try to overcome but it's at least a lot more doable for the Atlanta Braves. You look at the pitching matchups for this series, Carlos Carrasco versus Spencer Strider on Monday night. Strider, obviously, last time out, you know, I think he let the Mets get in his head. I think he let the umpires get in his head. You know, all the bloop, soft hits against him, and it was clearly bothering him, so much so that he made some comments after the game that I think he regrets. I think they were a little bit uncalled for, a little bit immature. Is just somebody who was frustrated, and he let that frustration come out in his comments. But I think this guy is going to come back and pitch a, a great game. I love Spencer Strider. I do, think, I do think he's such a smart pitcher, and he's seeing this team for a third time. I think he knows what he needs to do. Hopefully he's able to come out and execute it. I'm expecting big things from Spencer Strider on Monday night. On Tuesday, Taiwan Walker versus Charlie Morton. You know, Taiwan Walker's the one pitcher the Braves really got after in their last series. Hopefully they can do that again. And hopefully Charlie Morton do for a good outing with his up and down roller coaster that he's on right now. Braves could really use that. On Wednesday, it's Mac Scherzer versus Jake O'Dorizzi. Uh Jake Odorizzi's first two starts with the Braves have not been good. Uh, but hopefully, you know what he has done though, he's kept his team in the game. He just hasn't been able to give them much length so you know if he can give you five innings you know two even three runs kind of keep you in there but you're going up against Max Scherzer you got to pretty much be perfect that's a tough matchup for the Braves on Wednesday and then Thursday it'll be Jacob deGrom versus we don't know right now it could be Kyle Wright could be Max Freed uh, could be Kyle Muller uh, could be Ian Anderson we don't really know at this point but we do know you're facing Jacob deGrom, and he has been fantastic since coming back, as you would expect, so that's going to be a tough game. So, really, when you look at these pitching matchups, it really comes down to these first two games where I think the Braves could have an advantage. Again, we see the Spencer Strider that we are accustomed to seeing, and the Braves got to Carlos Carrasco a little bit, kind of late in his outing last time. Obviously, they got to Taiwan Walker last time and you have Charlie Morton going, a guy who you're hoping is going to be one of your aces at the top of the rotation. So you look at those first two games. Those are really your best opportunities to win. Hopefully you do that, and then you just see what happens against Scherzer and DeGrom in those last two games. Like I said, you got to win this series. You're going to have to beat Scherzer or DeGrom in order to do that. My Look, more than anything, I want the Braves to win the division. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. More than anything, I need the Braves to look competitive against the Mets. That has not been the case in the last two series. The Mets have completely outplayed them, and you've seen the recipe for doing that. What they do is they'll just foul off pitches, work at bats, work the pitch count of the starting pitcher, get them out of there. And on the flip side, the pitching's just been really good, and that's how they've beaten them so far as the starting pitching early on. The Mets just attack and are relentless against the Braves starters while the Braves are aggressive and they're allowing the Mets starters to go deep in the games and they're not really getting to them early and then that Mets bullpen very good on the back end so something has to change in this series and look more than anything if they if they split it whatever happens in this series I just need to see the Braves play better baseball against this team really all week because you got the Astros coming up after this you know these are postseason games against postseason teams I just want to see the Braves have better at-bats, play better, clean games. The defense in, in New York was not great either. They just didn't do the little things right to win those games. More than anything, more than winning the division, more than winning the series, I just need to see the Braves come out and play a good brand of baseball against this Mets team. If they do that, I'll be okay going forward, whether they win the division or not. I just need to see the Braves play much better baseball against this Mets team they've looked really bad against them in the last two series. But, like I said, I hope the Braves win this series. I hope they sweep this series. Hope they come back and win the division. If they're going to, it starts tonight. It starts Monday. Got to win this series, and hopefully the Braves are able to do that. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen. Each and every day we'll be back tomorrow recapping Monday's game and setting you up for Tuesday's game as well. Now go make your second listen, On MLB where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspe- perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Follow me at ShortstopBall. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time.